it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Welcome to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White, coming at you every Monday morning, as I do here in the off season. Uh, as I usually do, I'm going to be hitting you with some national basketball news, uh, some of that Indiana news, and a Hoosier history hit, of course. And uh, this week, I will also be discussing five things that I believe we need to see in order for this team to hit its true potential next season, or five things that I believe we will see if this team is, yeah, if they are to hit that. Um there's so much inherent talent on this roster, and uh, I truly believe the Hoosiers are national contenders if everything hits. But, I mean, how many times does everything hit in college basketball? I need to remind myself that before this season gets kicked off for sure. Uh, before all that, uh, I just wanted to take a second and talk about uh, the news regarding Walt Bell. Walt Bell's gone. Um, the Indiana offense might be freed to try something new, uh, maybe mix up a little, I mean... The play call, it was uninspired, the entire offense. Um, I don't know a better word for it other than uninspired. Uh, no reaction. No, It was lifeless, lifeless. Indiana football has been a lifeless a lifeless offensive unit um, in his current tenure. And, hey, he, he. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a wonderful man. Um, that being said, Indiana fans are so tired of what we are witnessing, and it's time to move on. And I'm glad to see Scott Dolson, I imagine. I can't imagine this was Tom Allen's doing, as uh, it would take a lot to get fired by that guy, I would think. Um, so, ultimately, this is a half measure, but glad to see that they just hear, hear how frustrated everyone is. Because it's just that. It's just frustrating. Every Saturday has been frustrating of this college football season. And glad to see something done. On to the national news. Oh, before that, I also just want to take a shout out to the Colts. Um, ultimately, a letdown to not finish it in overtime. But hey, Anthony Richardson is the future. As long as we can keep him healthy. And that's a big as long as. We have the guy. And just having the guy is such a great feeling. It's, it's what every team in the NFL wants to feel. And after so many seasons of uh, just temporary solution after temporary solution, it's nice to invest our fandom in a guy as exciting as Anthony Richardson. Because that dude is electric. Electric. How terrible was Florida? The rest of that roster had to be trash. This kid is amazing. That's all the football talk for you. We're on to basketball. Here's your national news. Starting off this week, I wanted to say credit to Indiana rival, Purdue alum, Robbie Hummel, uh, sticking to his roots and leaving ESPN for NBC and Fox. Uh, ESPN is going to do everything not to talk about the Big Ten, and Robbie looks to want no part of it. Glad to see him sticking with the conference here. That's a man of principle. He's such a talent. That's objectively. He can call a good game. He knows what he's talking about, and I just appreciate him sticking with the Big Ten. In Adidas news, 
Adidas related news. Yes, I know many of us are pleading to join like a uh, join the Nike team, join the uh, whatever uh, Jordan brand. But uh, as far as news for the Adidas brand goes, Anthony Edwards just revealed his first signature shoe this week. And I wouldn't share this if it if it had nothing to do for Adidas. I, I want Adidas to have their guy. Anthony Edwards is electric, and he's a hell of an actor. In that Adam Sandler uh, grind movie, I believe it's called, on Netflix, Anthony Edwards plays a damn good villain. I, I really want Adidas to have a guy. If we are entrenched with Adidas, I need Anthony to help grow the brand and push the leaders over at Adidas to do better. And here's hoping that uh, Anthony Edwards' shoes fly off the shelves that every kid in America is wearing them, and that Adidas just is swimming in it. And uh, they can send some of it our way. In Big East news for you, Rick Pitino had some things to say regarding his St. John's side's chances on the season. And with a a pretty pretty stellar quote, he said, uh, To be perfectly honest, if we don't win a national championship, I'm jumping in the East River and ending my career. Now, now he, he had made this in a St. John's promotional video, and he made it tongue-in-cheek. But honestly, to turn a team around that quickly, it would take an all-time basketball mind and an all-time grease ball to get the wheels going. And he may be the one guy that I don't have a problem with saying something like this. <laughs> because he, if there's one guy that can do it, it, it may very well be Rick Patino. As outlandish as that claim would be, turning around St. John's and making them a national champion right out of the gate. Uh, if there is one guy, it's him. And news on uh, other Big East teams, uh, Indiana opponents. Klingon is uh, set to take the reins of the. Uh, he's set to take the reins of the Huskies as the uh, veteran presence for the team this season, but uh, it looks like he will be missing a month of practice as he had a foot injury this week. Klingon is a huge reason why that uh, UConn is a top 10 preseason team. And I'm just really hoping that the Huskies are well equipped for the November 19th whooping head in their way. Um, I don't want any asterisk by that victory for the Hoosiers. And I definitely want Klingon's presence because, yeah, they're going to be, I mean, of course it's going to be quad wins depend on the end of the season as opposed to like you know the roster and whoever you're facing towards the beginning which is a while I mean it's just wild in its own right maybe just find the quad they were playing with when the quad they were in while you were playing them but uh yeah here's hoping that uh Klingon can uh get his rehab going all right and uh he's set to take the floor against the Hoosiers uh, it sounds like he should be good come the first game of the season but a month of practice is a lot to miss when you're heading in with heading into that season with as high of expectations as I have to imagine the Yukon Huskies are. This week, Andy Katz put out his top 10 college basketball rivalries, and he's definitely getting some flack for it um, because it gets a little weird after the top two. Of course, his, his top 10 are Duke UNC at one, two, Purdue versus Indiana, three, Kansas versus Kansas State. I mean, Kansas State keeps trending in the right direction. That could get some heat behind it. Uh, four being Kentucky, Tennessee. Five, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Six, Yukon Marquette, who I, I mean, I don't know how much that blood is boiling. Uh, UCLA versus Arizona. UCLA versus USC. Auburn versus Alabama. And Dayton versus VCU. Uh, if you ask me, you've got to add Kentucky Louisville for sure. A thousand percent. Bad blood riddled throughout that rivalry 
you would have to think Michigan versus Michigan State should be up here. And uh, honestly, even though it hasn't been played in a while, I would throw Kentucky-Indiana on there. That's me being a homer. But I still hate those blue phonies far more than I imagine Marquette hates UConn. With that series set to resume in 2024-2025, uh, if they can work out all the deets, uh, that, blad, that bad blood runs thick in both fan bases. And that should pick up right where it left off. I mean, where when I say left off, that is uh, with that last game being us booting Kentucky out of the tournament before losing to North Carolina in the Sweet 16 back in 2016. You can't tell me that if that, yeah, once that game's rescheduled, it's going to be heated. It's going to be one of the most charged rivalries in college basketball. In some future Big Ten team-related news, it looks like Bronny James missed the first practices for the USC Trojans, and understandably so. Still still uh, recovering from that cardiac incident. All the thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, just a promising career, and uh, unfortunate to see how it's starting. But on that, Andy Einfeld said, that's uh, USC coach Andy Einfeld, said, Bronny's, do, Bronny's doing very well, but we just can't comment on anything medically. Uh, he's going to class and doing extremely well in school, and I'm, we're really excited for him. There has been no timetable for his return, unfortunately. He, he, it's eyes on college basketball, and co- eyes on college basketball means, uh, yeah, I mean, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Is that the saying? Or it's damn near the saying. Yeah, just unfortunate to see how... His career, I mean, he has plenty of time to come back, but that's the heart, man. That's no joke, anything related to that. And you just wish the best for him and his opportunities to, I mean, play the sport he loves. Thoughts and prayers to Bronny James. Jerome Tang got absolutely paid this week by Kansas State. After leading Kansas State to the Elite Eight, after being projected to finish at the bottom of the Big 12, Jerome Tang has signed a contract through the year 2029-2023 with the Wildcats. He will be looking to make $3 million a year, and that is set to increase by $100,000 each season, to which I say he should be giving Marcus, Marcus Newell roughly $250,000 a year for the entirety of this contract. This comes off the back of, like, I, I stumbled upon a Betway survey. And this survey was ranking each NCAA coach by their positive online sentiment score, whatever the hell that may entail. And uh, they put out their top 25 highest scores. Jerome Tang was ranked number one with a 39%. I also just wanted to note this survey because while Bill Self sat at the number 23 spot, our boy Mike Woodson sat at 22. Oh, their national news for you. Some news out of West Virginia as the uh, as their tumultuous season continues. Apparently, based on academic obligations or something, uh, Jose Perez has missed a study hall obligation and then was absent from West Virginia's practices this week as disagreements crept into the weekend. Following all this, he was uh, released by the Wildcats basketball program. And uh, the story continues in Jose Perez's note app where he said, uh, give me your word to come back. I went to bat for you in all meetings, went behind the scenes to get recruits, recruited, hosted, every player since I've been here, then got thrown to the street like a dead animal. 25 years old as a grad student in undergrad classes after I graduated, never accepted being put in undergrad classes, but people wanted me eligible. Only disagreement was not going to study hall, and that's where the decision was made, nowhere else. 
literally nowhere to go. Don't make it seem like I'm the bad person because I truly wanted to play here and was one of the reasons I came back because the boss gave me his word. He would have my best interest. Now I am once again entering a phase of depression and I can't play the sport I love. It's been two years since I suited up and still decided to come back. Good luck. Wish nothing but the best to Mountaineer Nation. That that uh, notes app post uh, was tweeted out, xed out by uh, Jose Perez, and this comes after Jose Perez sat out last season after his transfer waiver wasn't approved, as far more, as far many more than you would think haven't, and he sat out all last season with the Mountaineers, and then following the Bob Huggins saga, he stuck with them. Uh, West Virginia director of recruiting Jay Koontz seemed less than happy about this one, stating, "I would be miffed." not to bring up the importance of Jose Perez during the entire process. Jose hosted every one of these visits. He was instrumental in making them feel comfortable while they were in Morgantown. I don't want it to go unknown, the important role he played in this entire offseason. Just a bunch of drama, as I cannot stress enough, no news usually means good news, following the filling out of your roster. As uh, Jose Perez was set to play a role in West Virginia, Wisconsin, brain slip, West Virginia's rotation, and unfortunately for everyone involved, his academic uh, obligations in the way or study hall, something like that, the opportunity at West Virginia has closed. Lastly, in your national news, I'm bringing it up. As uh, If we give them a good showing this year, this is our newest rivals on the floor, and definitely on the recruiting trail if he's out there stalking our targets. It was another Friday news dump brought to you by the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Per the Kansas City Star, KU basketball guard Arterio Morris was arrested on Friday, according to Douglas County booking logs. According to the logs, he was booked and charged with one count of rape and released on a bond of $75,000. In a news release, again released Friday before everyone goes brain dead for football for two days, uh, Bill Self said, Bill Self released a statement saying, When we learned of allegations regarding Arterio Morris, he was suspended from the Kansas men's basketball program. We are now aware he has been arrested and charged, and he was dismissed from the program. As this is an ongoing legal matter, we are not able to comment further at this time. Bill Self was contacted Friday by the Kansas City Star, but said he had no further comment. I'm going to say Bill Self is allegedly a principalist ass. Um, Again, this was the guy who had said when bringing Arterio into the fold, you, you know, as one of his own, he said, based on these discussions, we are comfortable welcoming Arterio to the University of Kansas. And he is well aware of the high standards and expectations that come along with being a member of the Kansas men's basketball program. We fully expect him to meet those daily. I, I yeah, Bill Self, it, truly, there is no cost too high to winning for this guy. There is no flag too red to stop him from going for the guys he wants. And I feel like the Jesse Pinkman meme of uh, he can't keep getting away with this. It's it's crazy. God, I want to beat the shit out of them in, in December. The level of... Yeah, it, it's just a blatant disregard for just the character of your, guy, of your program. It's crazy. And to those who are like, hey, the, a guy deserves a second chance. What are you talking about? It was still under investigation when he freaking brought that guy on. How about you wait until that's settled before you figure out if he deserves a second chance? 
I'm sorry, there's some things people don't deserve second chances for. And call me old school. Call, call me a 30-year-old old school old head. Violence against women, that's just crazy. And I think that, and I'm not like a world-class athlete who I imagine would be a problem. Uh, yeah, whatever. Bill Self, is, it's ridiculous. Oh, that's all for your national news again. Hey, no news from the Hoosiers. Making the national stage is good, if you ask me. But uh, digging into some local uh, Indiana news for you, let's move on to that. Starting off with your Indiana news, I'm doing a little bit of a reach here to give you some content. So I'm going to say Brown County State Park ranked third in the New York Travel Guide's 15 best state parks for fall foliage. No surprise there. Absolutely beautiful scenery. There's no, there's no better time in Bloomington than right now. And uh, glad to see that the New York Travel Guide recognizes that. Next, I wanted to say happy birthday to the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, who celebrated his birthday this week. Just an absolute legend of the game. Constant face of this program. <laughs> voice. <laughs> face two. Face two. And uh, wish him the best. He hasn't lost a step. ESPN has released their women's way too early top 25. Indiana currently sitting, that's the women's, yes. Indiana currently sitting at 10, behind Ohio State at 4, and Iowa at 6. They're, they're, giving, uh, they're giving Terry and the girls some uh, bulletin board material, and I appreciate it. Hey, you, you have to be down to go up, and uh, I think our girls are ready to, uh, I think our women are ready to climb that ladder. And absolutely take down Ohio State and Iowa. In Hoosier in the NBA news, Steve Kerr spoke this week on drafting on what drafting an experienced player who put his time in college offers to a team in today's game. Steve Kerr said, Trace is an impressive young prospect. You don't see that kind of college experience very often anymore. But you immediately recognize the experience level and the advantage that that gives him. And talking a little more about Trace before we get into the rest of the Indiana news. Trace had a great conversation with Alexander Scott of Last Word on Sport, and you should go check out the interview. Um, I just wanted to share a few of my favorite quotes from the interview. Uh, when asked who his all-time Indiana Five were, TJ said, and it's a sick five. <laughs> TJD said, IT at the one, Vic at the two, Calvert Chaney at the three, me at the four, and I would probably go with Cody Zeller at the five. Solid five. Solid five. I'm trying to think who mine would be. I tell you what, I, I, uh, they're, yeah, they're, of course you got to put Isaiah there. I'm trying to figure out how I could work Yogi into that. <laughs> Undersized, but God, that guy played with heart and he was built like a ninja turtle. Y you love the teams you watched while on campus. And I was there Yogi's first year and yeah, it was just a great journey that he, he you wish, you wish there was more winning, but God, that guy played his ass off every game. You knew what you were getting. When asked uh, in the interview what his favorite Mike Woodson saying would be, uh, TJ said, TJD said, it's probably a saying. He loves talking in the third person, and I think that's hilarious. He'd be like, guys, this is not about Mike Woodson, before going on rants and stuff like that. Or he'll talk about how we were going to run the stairs in Assembly Hall. But not once did he make us do that. I, 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 I'm going to give TJD shine because God... He deserves it. Everything he gave us, it was it was incredible to watch. You yeah, again, more winning. We need more winning. 
But man, did he he really took it to another gear. And in doing so, my appreciation for him went into another gear this last year. That being said, it's time to talk about the present. It is upon us. The college basketball season has officially almost started, as the Hoosiers have reported for official practice this week, hitting the ground running. Like Mike said in media day, I believe, it's time to figure out the style. Is this team going to run as much as we hope they can? Is this team going to be able to spread the floor as much as they ho- as we hope they can? Uh, are we going to be able to find some exterior shooting? All of these questions are answered, yeah, right now. They're answered by this. It, it happens organically. All these guys need a mesh. I imagine they've been working out. They've been doing all that stuff. Like when they say a first official practice, I, I would like to know what entails of an unofficial practice because uh, I imagine these guys have learned each other's game to a degree that it's time to hit the ground running now that this is officially on the books. Another thing on the books is we have a date and time for this year's Hoosier Hysteria. I'm so pumped. I'm going to be taking a... Going to be cutting out of work at noon, taking the daughter, taking the eldest to uh, the game to yeah Hoosier hysteria. Looks to be scheduled for seven thirty on October twentieth. Again, Gucci Mane is heading up this event, and awesome time to have Gucci Mane as uh, his newest album, Breath of Fresh Air, releases the week before. Woody entered the scene with that cat <laughs> with that convertible last time, and uh, I can't wait to see what antics this. Uh, Hoosier Athletic Department can put on for us. I mean, excuse my language. Indiana basketball is the shit. And I can't wait to see it in its full glory as Hoosier hysteria is just Indiana basketball. Just it, it's it's all fluff. It's all but I I'll eat it up every time. So there. We had a shout out to Mike Woodson uh from Fox Sports' John Fanta, who released his 40 players and coaches who will shape the 2023-2024 season. He placed Mike Woodson at number 36, saying the upcoming season, his third at the helm in Bloomington, will be Woodson's most challenging. He has his point guard Johnson back in the fold and brought in big men Kalel Ware from Oregon and highly touted freshman Mackenzie Mbako. Will the Hoosiers have enough perimeter shooting? Only time will tell, John. Only time and practice will tell. And uh, I'm excited to see how the Hoosiers can answer that question. On to some recruiting news for you. We all saw Liam had a visitor Wednesday night as Bill Self made an in-home visit, which of course he did. Uh, if, the project- if the projections and rumblings were the other way around, I'd want to see the same from our side. I, I would want to see the exact same thing from our side. Go knock on his door. Talk to him. Try. That being said, Bill Self is still scum. Allegedly. In my book. In response to the news that Bill Self was making a at-home visit with Liam McNeely, Mike hit the first jet out of town and made a visit himself. And you love to see it. The question with Mike coming in, I mean, as old as, I mean, yeah, as, as, uh, yeah, old as he is. I'm trying to think of a better word. There was a lot of people who thought, is this guy going to be able to keep up with the modern recruiting game? And he is hitting the Jets. He is heading out there. He's getting it done. He is targeting the type of guys we need to target, especially in today's transfer portal madness. Go after the top guys, if not settle for transfers. I mean, I don't know. That's my own personal opinion on the matter. And I love to see that Mike Woodson has Indiana going after these guys. He's giving it all. It it, it isn't going to be 
the grind of recruiting these top guys that's going to keep him the grind from yeah just uh sticking with these guys that is going to stop us from getting them in regards to Liam McNeely Rob Cassidy head of basketball operations at rivals.com said Saturday five star we five star wing Liam McNeely Indiana or Kansas tells me he expects to announce his decision within the next couple weeks no specific date has been set Boogie Flan told told Maryland nah I'm good canceling a visit as he whittled down his list to three schools Bama Kentucky and of course the good guys Uh, following a visit from our staff this week uh, also Bama visited this week Rob Cassidy, as I had said before, the head of basketball operations at Rivals.com, was speaking on the matter and said multiple people in the know have referred to Indiana as the sleeper in Flan's recruitment for some time now. But the Hoosiers have gone on, have gone from sleeper to serious player in the last few weeks. I'm just thinking about how, how do you pitch Boogie Flan uh, against Kentucky, against Bama? And I think Jalen Hood-Shafino may be the greatest weapon in the recruiting bag for Boogie. Um, with Jalen, Mike has showed everyone that uh, if you can show up and we can trust you, the offense is yours. If we are presenting NIL on par with Kentucky and Alabama, that is a very promising card to play. Of course, Cal has always relied on freshmen, and uh, Alabama plays an exciting, an, an, an admittedly exciting brand of basketball at this time under Nate Oates. But if you can be trusted, you are steering the ship here. On threes, on three's prediction machine, what, whatever dork is claiming that title, has Indiana as the second most likely to land boogie. You guys, these are the stresses of recruiting with the big dogs, as Indiana is still focusing hard on boogie McNeely, and Queen. And like I said before, ultimately in the day of transfers and NIL, why not sell out to get the guys you need? Of course, get one or two guys out there to keep the keep building up and into potentially good college players. But if it doesn't, if it isn't a big dog like this, one would almost rather have the scholarship available to go and buy a developed baller in the portal. Potentially, if all goes to plan this season, and Mackenzie and Kalel can both meet their potential, those are two guys we had no idea about just six months ago. No idea. And now they are potentially two of the most important guys. They, I mean, they are two of the most important guys. This could possibly be the case more and more here in the transfer window NIL era. It's especially if Mike Woodson can get Kalel to the next level of his game and to, in the next level in his tenacity. That, that, that This would make Indiana a potential landing spot for plenty of talent wanting to hit their stride. In regards to Curtis Givens III, uh, reported by the Daily Memphis, Indiana is out on Cur- Curtis Givens III. And of course that was, I mean, yeah, Daily Memphis. <laughs> Needless to say, the Daily Memphis has Memphis in a very good position. <laughs> I probably should have seen the other side of that one. But, uh, yeah, seems like it's all been quiet on that front. But who knows? Who knows what can happen? Some of our guys got some national shine this week as uh, Jamie Shaw, national basketball recruiting analyst for On3.com, released his top 10 NBA prospects returning to college. At number five, he had sophomore center Kalel Ware. He says the skinny. The flashes with Kalel Ware are impressive. He has excellent size with good length and athletic fluidity. His shot blocking is his take-home skill. He has natural timing and length and is able to get to the ball at, the, at its peak with both hands, straight on or from the weak side. 
Ware has touch. He knocked down 15 threes last season and shot 71.4% from the free throw line. His motor is going to be the question. He has the upside to protect the rim, stretch the floor, and finish at the basket. An interesting archetype for the NBA. Will Mike Woodson be able to get it out of him consistently? In response to that, I say Mike Woodson has shown that he can unlock something in these guys. Uh, just, I mean, he showed it in T- Trace Jackson Davis, I should say. Trace Jackson Davis that final year was unlike any Trace Jackson Davis we saw. We saw glimpses of the athletic ability, but we did not see the tenacity until Mike, Mike, I hope, brought it out of him, pushed him to be a next-level competitor, one that doesn't shy away from the moment, one that responds to it. The stats, the stats speak for themselves. And if that isn't enough for you, watch any of his games last season following like the non-con. And it's just Trace Jackson Davis out-muscling an entire squad. Uh, almost just almost powered through sheer will yeah that's that's pretty much all the indiana news for you guys um again not making national news right now is good news because it's all crimes and injuries it seems like crimes injuries and uh academic issues so props to the hoosiers for staying off the radar after this little word uh we'll get into the uh, five things that i believe we must see in order to hit the true potential of this Indiana Hoosiers roster for the upcoming season. Guys, I just wanted to take this time to thank you all so much for listening to the Often Daunted podcast. If you haven't subscribed, I appreciate it. Uh, Numbers are going up during this offseason, and uh, I'm really excited to see what happens once we get this thing going, once I can put out like uh, a preview and a post-game for each of these matchups we are going to be having in this upcoming season. And uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to me at Often Daunted on everything, I'm out there. You can find me. Going to be working on bringing video into play here for the upcoming season, kind of working out a layout for how I want everything to look. With me, I'm like, hey, even if I have... Even if I have tens of dozens of listeners, <laughs> I want to present something that you guys want to watch. So uh, I want to make it look nice and pretty for you. Fixing out, yeah, just working on a bunch of the formatting stuff and really excited to see what I, what becomes of this show this upcoming season. Thank you, guys. All right, without further ado, here are five things that I need to see. This is Burke White speaking. I can't speak for the Indiana fan base. But these are five things that I would like to see, or yeah, I would expect to see if the Hoosiers hit their potential for this season. First of which being Mackenzie Mbako hits his stride. He contributes from and defends the three position and gets to the league. Mackenzie should contribute right out of the gate, and he has made it abundantly clear he wants to move on to the NBA. I want nothing more for him. I want nothing more for him, because if he's moving on to the NBA, that means he produced. That means he did something for us this year. He's he's standing in a great position to contribute to what I believe is the deepest front court in the Big Ten this season. And by every measure, he should be right on his way out for the potential skills of his game. If he can somehow find, like calibrate that shot a little more than he did in high school, I mean, game over, he's gone. And I would, I can only pray for that. I, I want him, I want his basketball dreams to come true thanks to his time at Indiana. I mean, that, that is how you get guys. That's how you get guys. And if his dream is one and done, I want him one and done. 
if Indiana is going to be a national title contender, contender, I believe Mackenzie Mbako probably had a stellar season. Probably blew us away with his talents. Here's hoping we get it. The second thing that we would need to see, or I believe we would need to see in order for this team to hit their true potential, would be Mike Woodson being able to get Kalel Ware to unlock his more animalistic side. Like, Mike Woodson is able to nurse the dog in him, as we all saw him do in TJD. I just talked about all that before. Kalel's motor was the question in his time at Oregon, and Mike Woodson brought that up during the media day. He made it abundantly clear that when Kalel came, he said, hey, you're going to work for me. And he, was, he wasn't going to be standing for Kalel just taking days off. I think, I think Mike Woodson has found a way to get to these guys because of Trace Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to keep pointing to it. It's, a, it's the prime example. Trace was a different beast altogether in his final season. And if he can unlock half of the animal that he gave to Trace with all of Kalel Ware's talent, it's going to be something incredible. Third thing that the Hoosiers would need to see in order to uh, reach their full potential for this season is Trey Galloway being every bit of the captain that we need him to be and uh, shooting at a higher rate while not losing much of the conversion. Trey's growth from worst to the best three-point converting Hoosier last season was another case of Trey just adding something else to his game each season. He's a defensive monster. He's the crazy man. He's the crazy man. And with the Hoosiers potentially looking to space the floor much more this season without a TJD playing point center, uh, the tool that he needs added most to his game from previous seasons is the ability to generate more shots from beyond the arc. Now, CJ Gunn has been taking strides in this, I, be- I-, I would hope. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's all hope. We need a, we, It's everything. This is all speculation, folks, until we see the Hoosiers. It's just speculate. I'm just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. But I really hope we can see it out of Trey. His ability to shoot the three last year was great. It was great. Uh, we just needed to see it more than we did. And if the Hoosiers are to make a deep run in March, it absolutely has to be on the shoulders. Part of it absolutely has to be on the shoulders of one of our two captains. Speaking of the captains, my fourth item that I would hope to see in order for this Hoosier squad to hit their full stride would be Xavier Johnson coming back and just reminding Big Ten point guards how exhausting this game can truly be. Xavier Johnson produces at a rate on par with the rest of the Big Ten point guards. Uh, Jameer Young, Boo Booey, and Tyson Walker may be more highly regarded for their offensive abilities, or their offensive production overall, let's say, but not one of those three guys does it on both sides of the ball like Xavier Johnson. If Xavier comes back healthy, ready to attack the floor, we're going to see him making initiating the offense for opposing point guards an absolute chore. He picks up ball handlers for the full court, and right next to him is Trey Galloway, who is doing a lot of the same. Pair that, pair all this with him being producing reliably, and then you throw in an X game or two, and you guys know X games. You guys know X games when you see it. And I would argue that the Hoosiers are due for at least two X games a season. What's to say that Mike Woodson can't, you know, bump that number up a bit? The, the guy does it on both ends of the floor far more reliably than the rest of them. You can't, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll listen to you say it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not investing a single thought into it. Xavier Johnson is a nightmare on the defensive side. And with another season of perspective, another season of experience, your sixth-year point guard 
I have to imagine they everyone talks about experienced point guards in March. Uh, six years is inexperience unseen. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what Xavier Johnson can do with it because we're going to need every bit of it to be contending. My fifth and final item that is absolutely imperative for the Hoosiers to find success in March this season is Malik being able to remain on the court. Foul problems were plenty for a young, bright-eyed Malik Renew. With time in this program comes experience, and the experience Malik has gained will be crucial to him being able to cut down on the foul trouble. He knows what looks he's going to be getting now. And he, and I have to imagine his uh, defense of oncoming, I mean, of players cutting in the lane uh, had to have been addressed or else this would continue to be a problem this season. As sad as it was to see Ray Thompson go down, the uh, time and experience that Malik Renew was forced to take on may pay dividends here for us. As it stands, I mean, Malik stands to make a ton of noise for the Hoosiers this year. He's a regular feature on all of these, like, do for a breakout season board, like everyone making those lists, do for a breakout season, Malik Renew, for sure. But 6.8 fouls per 40 ain't going to do us much good from the most known commodity in this potentially elite Indiana front court. Malik has to be a sophomore leader if this team is going to make a run. Just spitballing some things I think that we will see out of the Hoosiers if they are to reach their ceiling this season. As I do each of these off-season episodes, I'm going to get you out of here with a Hoosier history hit. This is your Hoosier history hit. For your Hoosier history hit this week, I wanted to shout out Laura Kelly who's a grad student alumni here at Indiana University, where she earned her Master of Science in Therapeutic Recreation. Following that, uh, she, she had earned that in the, in the early 70s. And following that, she worked as a recreational therapist at New York's Rockland Children's Psychiatric Center. After her time, she moved out to Kansas and became the executive director at Kansas Recreation and Park Association from the years 1988 to 2004. Following that time, she was elected to the Kansas Senate representing Northern Topeka in November 2004. Uh, all this to say, guys, I'm going to fast forward her political career. Um, she is the current governor of Kansas. So, yeah, your Hoosier history hit this week is the governor of Kansas is a Hoosier. I just really like that little trivia fact. Keep that in your pocket. That's your Hoosier history hit. Really short. Thank you so much for listening to the Often Taunted podcast, you guys. I can't appreciate it enough. I end each show just by thanking you guys, the audience. I appreciate the listens. I appreciate the follows. I appreciate the interaction, all of it. You guys are the real MVPs here. I put this show out just for anybody who is like me, who just wants to consume any and all Indiana content out there. Every Ring out every last drop of the podcast airwaves I can to hear about my Hoosiers. So I hope you appreciate this uh, little extra this uh, 45, maybe 45 minute episode, just, uh, you know, just talking Hoosiers when, when there's not really much to talk about. I, re- I really want to have Liam McNeely to talk about. I want a commitment to talk about. Uh, here's hoping we get that in the coming weeks, as he mentioned. But until then, guys, I'm going to be back here every Monday uh, until we get to the preseason or until we get to game previews and game post games. Hope to have you back next week. Thank you all so much. God bless every single one of you. Take it easy. 
Lux at Veritas. Go Hoosiers. Yeah, everything I always say. Go follow me at Often Daunted. Thanks, guys.